Okay, we started. That might have been the fastest turnover. Wow, I mean, this ever. is essentially a live episode for I us. Know. <laughs> I know, this is crazy. Okay, so um, as many of you know, we are taking a pause from our regularly scheduled programming to mm-hmm. recap the First Lady show. I mean, it just felt like it was too good an opportunity. We couldn't miss out on it. Yeah, I mean, they were, rudely didn't ask us to consult, so we're just understand. giving our opinions now. Yeah. So it's showtime. The world we love you, but also call us. Yeah, we're here. We're available. And Topo Chico. <gasps> yes. If anyone has a contact, let's get like <laughs> housekeeping yes. out of the way. If anyone has a contact in at Topo Chico, the the mineral water company, <laughs> send them our email or our you know get in contact with us because we need sponsors, want sponsors, and just. In no world does Topo not... I don't want any sponsor but Topo. Well, that's the thing is, like, we just do so much free advertising for Topo. Yeah. That at this point, it's almost just, like, it would just be... It's, like, a favor. Like, it would just be nice for them to just, like... Even if they sent me, like, a few cases of Topo. Yeah, give happy. us some free... I'll, t- I'll wear a shirt, a Topo shirt, oh a hat. I would love a Topo hat. I would get hat. a decal for the caddy. Can you imagine? Stop, I love that. <laughs> and then, like, then if you see some sales rise, like... Then maybe write us a check, you know? No, totally. But, like, only just pay for our hotel at Getty- in Gettysburg. Like, that's so all we really need. So we don't need to eat the pizza, pizza off an outcome. A towel. You know what? I, I blocked it out, and I can't believe you brought that up. Because I'm now I'm upset again. <laughs> this is truly dramatized. <laughs> Bone chilling. Bone I chilling. just, I'm sick of it. <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm sick of it, too. I'm sick of it, too. We're flying. We're flying to Cincinnati next time. I we're bl- yeah. Well, we're because flying. famously, Claire and I don't have a map. <laughs> and never realize how far Ohio is. <laughs> If anyone has a map, reach out. Topo, <laughs> Topo contact and a map. map. Shoot us an email. Shoot us a tweet. Shoot us an I, uh, DM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just let us know. Like, <laughs> help us out. You know, like, we just, we need all the help we can get here. We're hanging on my thread, Claire. <laughs> hey, listen. There are some big life changes that are about to happen for Elise and I. And, like, yeah. I can, we both can't get too much into it on the pod. But it's just important to know that, like, this is our actual passion project, yeah. and there is so much else going on behind the scenes. Yeah. And um, so we would appreciate a little support. You think we have mental breakdowns on the pod? You should see us when this is not recorded. Like, no. I mean, at least how long do we talk? I mean, I've been here since 11. Oh, my like, God. I've been here for so long. We're, I mean, second iced coffee of the day. I'm, it's like, I we're having a panic attack. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> Okay, all right, all right. So we're going to dive right in. Perfectly, this episode's called Cracked Pot. Yeah, perfectly, because these women are cracking open. Yeah, I they love it. cracking Oh, open. yeah, I mean, by the end of this, they're all, like, really going through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, kind of, you know, having transformative life moments. Yes. Like, modern day women. Oh, my you God. You and I. You and I, babe. We are crushing it. Okay, just Sorry, like they are. Okay, so here we are. First opening scene. Um... Eleanor is surrounded f- from by what looks like a zoo, but it's actually just her house. I mean... Absolute chaos at the too house. Too many kids. So many kids. And we know she famously hates having sex with Franklin, so like... And hates being a mother, famously. So it's... <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, and she's just trying to, like, write a speech for the Red Cross. Like, yes. she has things to do. She's with Lucy. Lucy Mercer. Let's never forget. Yeah. Um, planning her, like, agenda. They're, like, making a sketch. Uh-huh. Um... And the kids are running around like zoo animals. Like, yeah, how could you focus? I can't focus in a quiet apartment sometimes. Like, no, the know, fact that there's these lunatics running around. And also, like, how big was your house? It's your FDR. Yeah, go like, upstairs. Get, get I just, I would be so annoyed with these children. So, Lucy is um, Eleanor's assistant. Yeah. And her very close friend. Yeah, best friend. And best friend. And she, um, objectively, yeah. just from looking from an outsider's perspective um, onto what Showtime is 
announcing as the truth. Um, <laughs> it looks like the mom. You know, like the kids are running up to her and sitting on her lap, and yeah. like, and we do know, cut to long, long, long from now in our story. You know, at the, uh, Eleanor's children considered Lucy their closer to them than yeah. Eleanor. Um, so she really is kind of raising yeah. these kids as the assistant of Eleanor. You mm-hmm. know, she's kind of taking on a lot of the motherly roles because Eleanor you know, quite honestly, could not be bothered. <laughs> so um, Lucy's kind of, like, playing with the kids, but also, like, consulting with Eleanor on a speech, and Eleanor's just, like, focused, laser-focused yeah. on this thing. She's trying to figure it out. Louie comes in and, like, very dramatically and um, to foreshadow uh, his TB, like, coughs all over everyone. Like, yeah. Absolute does chaos. he actually die from TB? I'm pretty oh, sure. Oh, he does, yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. the man is, like, get a lozenge. He's, like, yeah. coughing everywhere. <laughs> like, so annoyed. Literally, where COVID started, no doubt. Uh, like <laughs> Patient zero, Louis Howe. Just coughing everywhere, telling Elle she has to go do something, and she's like, no, I got this fucking speech. Louis, exactly. get out of my face and go to a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> the amount of times Eleanor tells Louis to go to the doctor, I, I mean, Michelle would be a ball. <laughs> like, these women love healthcare. <laughs> They love it. God, we love it. Oh my Get God, a okay. doctor, Louie. And you're a man. A doctor would see you and believe you. I like, know. ugh, I know. stop it's with the... Crazy. So you try to organize your day, and so then all of a sudden, Franklin comes in. Now, it's important to know that Franklin walks in. Now, why is this important? Because Franklin does not walk for too much longer. But yeah. he walks in. He's been away. Um... And everybody's like, oh, Franklin, so good to see you. He does a quick nod to Lucy and says, I'll see you later. She leaves and Eleanor is Sexual talking tension. to her. Yeah. Eleanor is so happy he's home. They're actually sort of affectionate with each other, which which is not represented often. And it's sort of like a great, sweet moment for the family. Yeah. Now, Franklin is so tired from his travels. He is weary, weepy. And so he decides to lie down in his bed. Eleanor, like, puts him to bed, like, basically, like... Yeah. He's a baby. And um, basically checks his phone, for lack of a better word. Ooh, yeah. It's basically like, if you feel like you need to check the phone, that's the issue, not what's on the phone. So do you think she was looking through the letters and like, oh, I think something's up? Or was she just cleaning up? I can't remember what was happening. Well, that's, how what they I'm, that's kind of what I'm trying to oh, say. Oh, okay, yeah. Like if you, so basically Eleanor mm-hmm. finds this box of Franklin that belongs to Franklin yeah. that he had been traveling with, I think. I mean, he's not smart. Like, no, he's obviously not letters. smart. But, like, if you feel like you have to go through the box, I feel like that's the issue. There's, yeah, you got something you're gonna, lurking. You, you're going to look, you're yeah. going to find what you're looking for, basically. Totally. So she goes through the box, and she sees all of these love letters. Love letters from who? Lucy. <gasps> Dead. She is distraught. She's so sad. I actually felt like, it was too much. <laughs> yeah, I actually felt like the performance was almost over the top, but maybe, like, that's actually how sad Eleanor was. And then from that point on, she's just kind of, like, dead emotionally inside. Yeah. I, I th- At first, I thought it was way too dramatic because I'm like, you don't even like Franklin that much. Why are you so upset? Yeah, but, but then I realized she's pissed because she lost her secretary. Like, I, I think she's more and upset her best about friend. Yeah, I think she's more upset about that than, like, Franklin stepping out. Well, because you're so, that's such, no, okay, that's actually really interesting you say that because all she keeps saying, because, okay, so. Why, Lucy? Yeah, I guess we're kind of getting ahead of ourselves because she picks up the box. Yeah. She opens it. She reads all the love letters. She gets very frustrated, obviously, throws the box, makes a loud sound. Franklin wakes up and is like, okay. Yeah, he wakes up from his slumber, sees the box thrown with the letters skewed everywhere. Yeah. And he, like, has a look of fright, like, oh, no, she knows. Franklin, hide your shit better. And all. Useless. 
<laughs> but you're right, because all Eleanor could say is, why Lucy? Why Lucy? Right, if it was any other woman, she would have been like, oh my god, Franklin, like, you're such a dick, I hate you. <laughs> like, obviously, of course, you are sleeping around. But it's, she's so upset it's Lucy. Yeah, she's upset. Because that's, like, female, like, that was her whole thing, is, like, female unity. Yeah. You know? so it sucks, sad. yeah. I do, Claire, you mentioned this when we were um, previewing to, to discuss this, that there was a fire burning <laughs> Wish she threw the letters in the fire. Ugh, I mean, just wish. that would have been such... If we were consultants on this Showtime show, I would have took that liberty, even well, though that might not have happened. Well, do we remember what happens is that in that situation when all of the letters get found with Lucy and then Eleanor, like, basically loses all trust that she ever had in Franklin ever in her life, yeah. she decides to burn her letters to him. <gasps> yes. And I, I almost they, wish they, they had shown showed that. that. I know. Because that is so impactful because it's not to say she doesn't... She doesn't care if Franklin's words are out there. I'm whatever. taking myself out of that. She's once like she wants no one to know how much she actually loved him, which yeah. I think is why I felt like the portrayal was almost over the top in her disappointment. Yeah. Because we don't have a lot of evidence of her truly being in love in a romantic way with Franklin. Yeah. But maybe that's because she burned all the letters. Yeah. Mm, who knows? Anyway, so the next scene is akin to um, see a scene from season four of The Crown, if you're familiar. <laughs> love um, that comparison. Literally, it's like identical. Like the dialogue is the same. I know. They, like, just, they just lifted that from the script. Exactly. They're like, perfect. Done. The yeah. scene's done. So the scene I'm referencing is the scene between Charles and Diana when they both are like begging for a divorce yeah. and the queen's like no it's never happening i mean so, just like lesson learned guys if people want a divorce let them divorce let them it's divorce. gonna be fine yeah so sarah is sitting on one side of the table franklin and eleanor on the other side of the table we i have to imagine this is like the next day or like yeah. two days later or something and sarah's like there's never been a divorce in this family there will never be a divorce in this family yeah, absolutely not and you will not be divorced mm-hmm and Franklin says, um, okay, but this woman to my right, Eleanor, really wants to divorce me. So I think that we should maybe move along with the divorce. Yeah. And Sarah's like, no. No. And she tells my favorite, well, because, oh. least favorite, she tells Eleanor, listen, boys will be boys. Okay. Well, she also says she's going to cut them both off. Yeah. She's Not like, no more money. Eleanor, yeah. But FDR too. No more money from the Roosevelt family, and boys will be boys. This is just something you need to deal with. I know. It's such a good line. Not Well, it's just an interesting line. She says, why are you, if you marry a man, why are you surprised that you act like a man? And yeah. then Eleanor says, well, if he married a free-thinking woman, then why is he surprised I'm acting like a free-thinking yes. woman? Yes. It's just, so. I just hate that excuse. And, like, I, you know, in society, we still have that that thought today. I, I think uh-huh. about some things mm-hmm. like, oh, well, that's just boys. Like, you know, uh, assaulting women or, like, not flirted properly. Like, it's just, not you know, it, to take no as an answer. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, shooting up a school. Like, it's mm. just that's, boys will be boys is always the, the theme. And it's just, it's so fucking annoying. And, you know, like, sorry, he's an adult man. Yeah, <laughs> like, and also, like, makes terrible it decisions. sounds like he wants a divorce, too. Like, yes. that's the other thing that's, that's, that's annoying about this is it, that, yeah. like, it's, like, it's not just, like, oh, he made a quick mistake and feels bad about it. Like, I don't know if he wanted to be in this marriage anymore. Which is okay. Like, I'm not saying, like, affairs are okay, but, like, they both don't love each other anymore. Or they just don't want to be in this marriage. It's not working. They outgrown each other. Whatever it may be. People Mm -hmm. divorce for many different reasons. Just let let that happen. Everyone will be much happier. I know. In the crown, in the show. I know. (laughs) But, Whether you're a royal or a Roosevelt. I know, I know, I know. But, um, it, no, not allowed. So what, is, what does Elle so, say, though? What was, what's her, like, oh, okay, criteria if we stay together? Epic. She says, if we have to be together, which it sounds like we do because you don't make enough money in your job, um, 
I don't want you to ever speak to Lucy ever again, and we will also never sleep in the same bed again. So those are the those are the yeah the criteria uh, the yeah, agreement the agreements um, for which they will be staying together. So that's an absolutely chaotic way to start the episode. Yeah. Um, now we cut to um, I think like the mid nineties. I can get a date on this, but um, Michelle Barack comes home from school or from work. Yeah. And Michelle. Also, it's, like, late. Um, you you can tell that there's, like, little, two little girls in the house because of, like, the uh, laundry that um, Michelle is folding. Yeah. So, Sasha and Malia, the implication is that they're very young, the girls. Um, but Michelle is tired from a long day at work. Barack comes home and just starts bulldozing her with, like, complaints about his job. Yeah. Michelle, of course, is, like... Well, I hate politics, so why... That's another thing that they can't stop harping on, is that she's like, I hate politics, I hate politics, We know Michelle is not into politics. She was not... She doesn't like the games, and obviously the division that's happening, like, you know, she she insists she'll never run, whatever. But the way they make her is, like, it's kind of... I'm like, it's me. No, I know. It's like she's bullying Barack. (laughs) She's so mean to him. Like, I don't doubt that they had these conversations, but I don't think she was such an asshole about it. Well, yeah, I I also don't think that she she disliked politics that much. Like, I just don't know if I believe that. But it's just, like, the way they're making it seem is, like, she just, like, hates Barack. They're, like, about to break up every two seconds because of it. Like, I I just... Relax. She's not, like, an asshole about it. I know. It's it's too much sometimes. So, she's, like... She's like, you're complaining too much. You should just quit your job. And yeah. he's like, he's like, do you hate your job too? And she's like, yeah, but I make money and you don't. Yeah. So, so he's, and he's like, oh. I mean, she's not wrong, I guess. But yeah, he's just, I, I mean, I guess it's our classic Brock. He's very optimistic. He's like, he knows this yes. is, I need to make a difference and this is how I can do it, yada, yada. Um, but, you know, maybe Michelle's a little more realistic about things. Right, right, right. To be fair to her. Um but then we cut to, then we hear um, baby Sasha, three months old, is <gasps> crying, 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 crying. She's crying. so sick. So again, now we're dealing with healthcare. Um, no shock. Yeah. No shock that there's another healthcare. I mean, this is just, yeah, it's too much. So. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I guess she was really sick at this point, but really drama at the hospital. I know. So they go to the hospital. Um, the baby, like, can't get seen right away. It's really scary because it's, like, the three-month-old baby. They have to give the baby a spinal tap when yeah, it finally does get Yeah, she's a giant seen. fever. Giant fever. She has, like, what is it? She gets meningitis, she has. Meningitis, yeah. yeah. Which is obviously very dangerous for a child yes. to have. And this is also super triggering because the last time Michelle was at the hospital was when watching her father die. So it's, yeah. like, you know, all of this, like, whatever. Yeah. Um, so, so... It, you know, the it's very emotional, and Michelle's trying to, like, bulldoze her way through it. Barack is like, it's okay, Michelle, you can be upset. And it's yeah. just like, a, it's you know, he's trying to be tender, but they just had this big fight, and so now it's, you know. It's yeah. Like, and I think it goes to show, like, I think this scene is, you know, in a lot of ways just to show, like, how how family first, of course, they were. Like, yeah. And, I mean, if your baby is sick, like, you're going to go to the hospital, of course. But I guess it was, like... The, the ship, like, there was actually no talk about work. There yeah. was no talk about it. You know what I mean? And I think that that was also a main point in um, Michelle and Barack's life was, like, making sure that their daughters always sort of came first. Yeah. Um, all right, so that happens. Now we're um, back in 1919. 
Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were still, we're still, we haven't seen Betty in a long time. I know, I have, I, I forget the Betty scene that comes up that I really love, but FDR's first, yes, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So we go Eleanor. back to, in 1919, and the first Eleanor episode, or Eleanor thing was, like, in the early 19, I, I, it must have been in, like, 1910-ish. Yeah. Also, oh, one other thing I wanted to say about that is that in that scene where Sarah is, like, basically saying, like, you can't get a divorce. There are like four different references to how like no one will keep my um, FDR. No one will cut the legs off of my son. No one will. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of references to like his legs not working. Yeah. Just, like, okay. <laughs> dark. Like so dark. But also like come on Showtime. Like <laughs> be a little bit more clever. Like what? Okay. Anyway. Also we love you. Sponsor us. Um, so. <laughs> So, so it's 1919, we're in New York, New York, and Eleanor and FDR have just gotten back from France, and it was kind of a scary yeah. trip because it's just after World War One. <laughs> yeah, oh, the kids are like, did you see dead people? Did you shoot anyone? Like, yeah, calm down. I know, seriously. Because they're out of control. Yeah. Zoo animals. Yeah. Um, Sarah, of course, comes out of, like, l- the kitchen. And Lurking it's, like, in the background. so good to see you both. Um, let's have dinner together. Yeah, so. but, like... Hugs, kisses Franklin, smirks at Eleanor. Like, Sarah, I need you to cut the attitude. I know. Like, she I'm just really over your bullshit. She does. She has such an attitude. And she's just obsessed with so Franklin. Salty. Yeah. It's so creepy, honestly. It's like so, it. it's too much. So then um they get back and they're at dinner and they're eating this dinner and it's like weird vibes. I'm not sure what happened on the plane or what happened <gasps> in Europe, but the yeah, vibes are good. weird. Eleanor is kind of just like really quiet. And FDR, you can tell that she's kind of like stewing about something. Yeah. And Sarah's trying to get a lot of information about the trip. And FDR is like being really like kind of shady about it. It's like, yeah. it's like a weird vibe at the dinner. So then Sarah's like, okay, F this, I'm going to bed. Yeah. And FDR's like, yeah, me too, because Eleanor's like being weird. We've all like been at dinner when like there's one person being weird. And yeah, that like, like ruins well, the vibe. Okay, now the vibe is over. <laughs> oh, you know what I mean? And Eleanor's like fully ruining. But like, whatever, it's our girl. I, don't care. I love, I mean, I love to be the person that's ruined and like a, a hangout like no, that. No, who has not? <laughs> In that person. When you're in a mood, sometimes you just want to put everyone else in that mood, you know? Misery, Misery loves company. Loves company. Ugh, so good. <laughs> you're my best friend. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> so on point. Okay. So, um, so as she, <laughs> Elle is so fucking, she is just like such, she's so shady. Like, I she's love it. So Always like, like plotting something. I That's know. what I like about so, her. All, this whole dinner, you're like, what is she even thinking about? Like, yeah, what's, what's happening? happening? And then she's like about to go to bed and, or FDR's like, okay, I'm going to bed. And she's, she <laughs> says to him, Roosevelt's really do have a way of getting ahead of everyone else. Or something like that. Like, Roosevelt's yeah. really like, we can do a lot with our name, can we? And Franklin's like, okay, like, no that's shit, an insanely Eleanor. cryptic yeah. thing to say. I don't like what you're talking about. Yeah. And she basically implies that through their time in France, she had had a significant amount of, like, meetings with people that were separate from him, and we know this from our episode. Yeah. But also that, like, she's gonna, like, do, she's gonna, she's about to cut loose. Right. Like, she makes the comment, like, well, I'm a Roosevelt, <coughs> too. Yeah, I'm a, and arguably, so like, a more a famous Roosevelt, yeah. because your uncle is Teddy, not, like, your fifth cousin once removed, like, yeah. FDR. So, she's like, Wow, Roosevelt's really do have a lot of power. <laughs> so creepy. It's so creepy. I know that, but Jillian Anderson is looking yeah, absolutely creepy. <laughs> so, okay, who knows what she's up to, but... Plotting something. Plotting something. Yeah. So, FDR goes to bed. Okay, now, next scene. <gasps> okay. Uh, 
Our Love girl, Betty our so girl much. Betty. Betty girl shows Betty. up. There's a there's an absolute pool party happening. Okay, she's clearly wasted. Yeah. The kids are playing Marco Polo in the pool. She is fucking up their game. This was my favorite part because she's like not playing the game. She's not in the pool. She's drinking a martini on the side, but yelling out Polo. Yeah. And the kids are like, "Where are you?" And like messing up the Marco Polo game. And I just love her vibe. I know. She's just. Elise, something that we do have to address and maybe talk at length about is the pet in the house. Now, you know we love a pet. You know we love a White House pet. Now, they're not in the White House, but like I would say that this is close enough to the White House. This is close enough that I need to find a photo and hang it on my yeah, wall. Yeah, no, because 100%. I don't, and listen, I love Rebecca Raccoon. Forever and always. Coolidge. I know. But my crush on Betty Ford is blossoming every day. It's getting bigger and bigger. It's like going to burst. And the fact that now I know she had a pet alligator (laughs) that ran loose in the house and the pool, like, frame that photo. I I know know there's, like, not a holiday What was the alligator's name? Where did they get it? When did they get it? Was it a gift? Was it a gift for one of the boys? Was it a gift for Betty? Was it a... a, a, Did Gerald come back from his travels with it? I mean, I have... Endless questions about the alligator. I think the alligator's name is Pickles. Hold on. I'm going to confirm um, this. Okay. So things have really shifted this episode, and now this is an exclusively Pickles-related episode. Tell me everything you know about him right now. Oh, Do we my know that God. the alligator's name is Pickles? Let me confirm this. I That's have a note that might be unbelievable. I know. For an alligator. And it's, I want to be clear, it's not a full-size alligator. It's obviously like a baby alligator. But that's what's creepy about these little tiny lizard animals that you bring into the home is that they start off little and then they get bigger and bigger and all of a sudden now you have an alligator in yeah. the home. Yeah. Oh, my God. Do you know how the alligator died? No. They forgot to bring the cage inside and it froze to death. Oh, dark. my God. That's dark. dark. You know that was, like, definitely Betty's fault. Yeah. She probably still thinks about it. I mean, she probably did on purpose. Wait, so do you know that it was named Pickles? I think so. I mean, that was the note I have. Tweet us if we're wrong, or Mike Marks are wrong, but whatever. So they have a pet alligator. The, she's wasted. The alligator, like, falls into the pool. She's like, we gotta catch the alligator. She, like, gets the net. The yeah. the maid comes out and helps. It's yeah. just, like, a, such a chaotic scene. But it's, it's an absolutely chaotic so scene. so Betty Ford. It's so Betty Ford, and I think that, like, again, like, what... It just feels so real. Like, and, oh, God, Michelle Pfeiffer is just so good. But, like, it just, all something about us. Betty just seems so down-to-earth and, like, real. Like, yeah. and even the way she's, so, like... Her her uh, housekeeper, the woman that, like, helps yeah. around the house is named Clara. And she is, like, they look like they're best friends. Like, they look like they are having... Yeah, like, they seem to have a good relationship. Yeah, like, she just seems like she was just such a kind woman. Yeah. Ford. So she has to fish this ridiculous <clears throat> pickles out of, the, out of the pool. And it's absolutely chaotic. Okay. As she's doing this... A cake is burning in the... Oh, yeah. (laughs) Forgot about that. She gets the alligator out with a net eventually. Then she runs inside the house. The cake is burning. She takes the cake out of the oven, but the billows of smoke are, like, overwhelming. So she goes to open a window. As she opens the window, she opens it too hard, and the glass shatters (gasps) everywhere. Oh, my God, yeah. And it, like, creates a huge wound on her shoulder. Yeah. And as this happens, Gerald walks in. Gerald who's never home anymore. Gerald's just know what this man's been yeah. in. He's, he, I think he's a congressman at this point because yeah. they're living in Virginia. And um, Gerald comes in and is like, oh my God, we have to take you to the hospital. Yeah. So Betty goes to the hospital and this is where Betty's life will take an absolutely <gasps> yeah. devastating turn. She gets prescribed prescription pain medicine yeah. for this injury. Um, as we know... Um, in hindsight, but also maybe even if we didn't know this about Betty, you can kind of tell that she has 
a relationship with addiction. Mm -hmm. And so um, also my favorite thing is that the doctor is smoking a cigar and says with confidence that alcohol and pills have nothing in common and can be taken together and should be. I mean, wow. Classic 1960s. When is this supposed to be? Or for? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, classic doctor move. Like, he's just very, very confident about that. Yes. Um, Really sets up Betty for failure here. (laughs) Insane. So now we cut to what appears to be like a week later, and she's hosting an event at their house in Virginia. Yeah, a little congressional wife get-together. Yeah, it's a congressional wife get-together, and she makes a really funny comment to Clara at one point how she's like, can I do the dishes and you go be the host? Yeah, she's over those. Popping pills, over those. (laughs) Yeah, she's popping pills, she's drinking her martinis. Um, and obviously, like, I want to believe that Betty had, like, good intentions, but I also think that she had kind of, like, similar to Elle intentions of, like, spicing things up a little bit. Yeah. She brings out... (gasps) Yeah, 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 I love that. ...to a lot of Republican congresswomen. Yeah. She brings out a copy of Betty Friedan's The Feminine Mystique. Yeah. And as she comes out, they're talking about a bikini bathing suit that they saw in, like, some magazine, and they're all, like... Scandalized. Okay, yes. so like the fact that these women are like shook to their core about a bikini. Yes. And then this bitch Betty comes out wasted <laughs> with the feminist, with the feminist mystique. mystique book. Incredible. And yeah, this is <laughs> this is what, what? Anyone, do you remember the episode of um uh Real Housewives of New Jersey Stop. when someone puts the book of uh what's her face, that psychopath on the table about her like so. past life and yeah. there's like causes chaos at the dinner. This is Betty coming in. I she just it. puts the book she down. She's like, let's down. discuss. She's like, yeah, I know. And the chaos. women are aghast. They can't believe it. They, they, they say just, something like, to the effect that like Jews are coming in and ruining Christian life. Like, all right, yeah, anti-Semitism. Yeah, that's like their first go like, You all crazy. need to chill out. It's crazy. Like they do, they talk about their Christian life being disrupted. Interrupted. Insane. They, they talk about um, how Betty Friedan is a lesbian and how that is like again the worst, the the worst, worst thing, thing that could ever happen. They talk about birth control and how that's <gasps> awful. Like these women just go off. Yeah, they're and very I'm not upset sure. About this. And it's clear that Betty Betty is making absolutely no comment, which yeah. is why it's so chaotic that she just puts doesn't the book she down. just lights imaginally. She's so out like, of control. So, but she you can tell that she's almost uncomfortable in her own house because these. Like, she is supposed to fit in with these women, and she clearly thinks so differently. Which, again, goes into my theory that Betty Ford was not a Republican. She wasn't. No, I truly believe this. No, this is, like, finding out... This is me, senior in college, finding out the girls I live with are all voting for McCain. And I'm like... Oh wow! Oh wow! Yes. We have very different views. Yes, it's, it shakes you to your core. Totally. It's like the first time, you're like, oh, I have nothing in common with these people. Yes. I gotta get out. Of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta get out. No wonder yeah. she's drinking all the time. I'd be drinking too if I was. Hundred. Like, no, she's so uncomfortable. You yeah. can tell she's deeply uncomfortable. Um, so she, yeah, so she gets, um, she puts the book down. It causes chaos, and the end wow. of the party, um. She kind of, like, again, her relationship with Clara, uh, we should say that Clara is a black woman. Yeah. I just feel like that's a, such a, it's such a unique and specific and special relationship because at the end of the party, Clara's like, oh my gosh, yeah, there's a, it was a, there's a lot to clean up. And Betty's like, I'll do it, I'll do it. I think Clara knows on some level that, like, Betty's not going to do it. Yeah. But Betty just like, Clara, will you just come and sit down with me and, and just, like, sit next to me kind of and yeah, like, it's almost this moment kinship. of like yeah yeah there's a moment of like I didn't like any of those people just so you know like like I you know what I mean know. Like, yeah yeah just because like I, I you know I think that there's something about that where Betty again like sort of the name of the episode kind of cracking open about yeah. like, her own views 
Um, oh my god, okay, so Ellie, <gasps> so we're, we're getting a finally theme. Beautiful, Claire. Finally. You just, like, all, you tied it together. God, we've been waiting for four episodes. Two four episodes, like, something. get it. I'm like, I'm solving. That's beautiful. Okay. So, um, so yeah, so that's the end of that scene. Um, cut to Michelle. We're back, we're back in Michelle. I guess where Michelle is at this point. <laughs> to the hospital. <laughs> but Jory, not for, not for a bad reason. She's bringing flowers to the nurses who helped Sasha. Yes. So great. So sweet. And this is where she meets her soon-to-be BFF, soon-to-be chief of staff, mm-hmm. um, Susan Sher, Sher, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Susan, Susie Q. So... Yeah. And she gets offered a job. Yeah, so she goes to the, <laughs> she goes to the hospital, which like that's so. Someone Michelle. would give me this job. I know, yeah, I'm like, like. She goes to the hospital and she wants to deliver the flowers to the nurse who helped Sasha, but she also was going there to cause a stir because. Yeah, she's like, I need to talk about your fucking situation because yeah. people should not be waiting in the ER this long. Right. Insurance is a mess. Famously hates healthcare in America. Like. Yeah. Classic Michelle yeah. coming in and calls her to start at the hospital. Yeah. And Susan's like, listen, we actually want to talk to you about this because. We love your ideas. Yeah. I want to talk to you. And she gets a job on the spot. Yeah. So she gets home and she's like, Barack, I got a job. And it's great because remember the beginning of the episode, she hates her job. Yeah. So it's great because like, Again, oh my god, okay, so I'm now I'm really like seeing the theme of like all these women in specific situations that they feel like they have to be in because of the confinement of their marriage yeah. and they're all kind of breaking out of these. Yes, positions. yes, yes, yes. So She's like, I got this job, and they celebrate. It's very sweet. There's like, they always like, dancing, always dancing, having a tunes, great time, dancing around the yeah. living room, like so sweet. With That's the all babies, I want in life, yeah. With baby girls. Okay, cut to this is probably my favorite visually, my favorite scene in the whole <gasps> show. Eleanor, and I mean, like, I'm yeah in every like. With every ounce, I don't, okay, I don't believe that you should be able to time travel, because I think that it would mess with, like, I mean, yes, we've seen Back to the Future, hello. I know, and I think it would definitely mess with, like, the absolute, like, um, video game that we're all living in, for sure. But if I could time travel, I'm serious, if I could time travel to one place, it would be to the West Village apartments that these these women hosted their events in, because we are in a West Village apartment where Eleanor Roosevelt is the guest speaker, and it was at Lorena Hickok's house. Yeah. Um, and on 11th Street in Greenwich Village. We need to bring back these like women saloons. Like I don't Seriously. know why we're not doing that. I know. I'm gonna do that this summer. This I know. Year. It's midterms. Like there's a reason to do it. Yeah, we can just you sit. Should. Yes. Right. And just sit and oh, chat. Yeah. And like, have ideas. That's all it was. <gasps> okay. Because this is exciting. Because there wasn't a place for that. You couldn't do no. that. Like you couldn't really do that with your partners. You couldn't really do that with your. Yeah, your jobs if you had one. Yeah, it also, and it also, like, yeah, this was, like, out in the open, and they weren't, like, hiding it, but, like, it almost feels sort of secretive, like, what they were talking about, and ideas, and, like, they wore pants, some of them. Yeah, some of them are wearing pants. (laughs) There's there's the implication made that a lot of the women are queer. Yeah. Um, I think that word actually gets used at one point. Someone says something about being queer, which is... I didn't even know that we had the that kind of vernacular back then, yeah. like that language. So that was really cool, um, unless Showtime got that completely wrong. Um, but it, I'd like to believe that maybe <laughs> yeah. we had that language back then. Um, but Eleanor is the guest speaker, and she's never been to one of these saloons before, so she yeah. doesn't really know what she's signing up to do. But as we remember, upon returning from France, she says, "Like I want to rate, I want to use my voice and my power and my name to yeah. do things." And and one of those things, it seems, is sort of lift up other women yeah. as best she can. So she goes and she gives a kind of sweet speech about how um, at this point we've had women have had the right to vote for nine years, but almost none of them are voting separate from their husbands, yeah. if they're voting at all, mm-hmm. which um, just. A, a, 
quick personal story. I have a family member who was a suffragette and one of the most amazing things that she did was she wrote a list of books that she recommended people read in order to make informed decisions because I think that that was one thing that a lot of women didn't anticipate, especially the people that were fighting for the right to vote is that like, you know, and I think it's something that maybe you and I experience where it's like we have all of this energy with our friends and our peers and the place that we live but then you realize that like we're very very small community of people so I think what was happening is that these women were getting the right to vote but then they were just like if they were voting at all which many of them were not we're still not yeah they were voting just with their husbands yeah I think in later episodes it was almost counter to their own uh rights and freedoms yeah which I mean 53%, 53%, let's never forget. Oh, uh, of course. And I still do that today, white women specifically. No, completely. Yeah. But I think that that was, the, the the point of all that is to say that that was what Eleanor's speech was about. It was like, we've had the right to vote for nine years yeah. now, but almost nothing has, no legislation has been passed in our favor. Yeah, because we're not voting Aside from interest. the vote. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're yeah. just voting with your husband. Yeah. Um, yeah, which I think is important, you know, like, rights and, and are obviously changed, especially in this time when, like, social changes were so much quicker than yeah. what I feel like it happens now. Um, people just weren't ready for it, but there was women like this who were trying to educate them to, mm-hmm. like, make sure they were ready for it. And, like, yeah. you're a yeah, family yeah, yeah, member yeah. that's like, yeah. hey, read these books, get informed, and then you can vote. You're like, well, yeah, and you don't I have to also do that voter. a lot, too. Like, even to people in the city, like, you're always getting together groups of people to be like, hey, there's this this election is coming up. Yeah, we here, still do it today. You know, yeah. here, here's what you need to know. And so I think it's important to um, keep sending those messages out and like, you know, all of that. But all that to say, that's what the, um, that's what Eleanor's speech was about. And um, we, then of course, there's a lot of conversation afterwards between Hick and um, Eleanor and they have just really met in this moment. Yeah. This will be a lifelong friendship. Yeah. Um, And... Uh, Eleanor is really impacted by the night and she comes home and she oh yeah I love it she uh, like sprawls on the steps and she's like listen Franklin like I met some women tonight and we're gonna change the world yeah. <laughs> she was very impacted and she feels very excited to have been with the with the women yeah okay last scene in this episode we are back at the house in Alexandria Virginia mm, yeah and it is it's getting it's getting pretty bleak for mm-hmm. our girl Betty. Um, the uh, dependency, I should say, on alcohol and pills is kind of yeah. at a at a maximum. Yeah. Um, Gerald is not around. Classic Gerald. Betty is appears to be deeply unhappy with the situation as it stands in terms of her marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, not that she's mad at Gerald. I think that she's just mad at the system mm-hmm. or sort of like the environment that she's been put in yeah. as the sole provider um, on some level for their four children. Yeah. Like emotionally sole provider, not like money-wise. No, totally. Like, yeah. I mean, like she has to do, she has to do house. I just don't think that Betty even wanted to do housework or like yeah. these things. You know, it's very similar to Eleanor and how she just didn't even want to raise kids. You <laughs> yeah, know yeah. I mean? So, so Betty is um, in a really depressed kind of state. She takes a bunch of pills. She starts drinking. She lies down on her um, couch. She's reading the feminine mystique, and she has this flashback to when. Um, she was a dancer, mm-hmm. 
and a very this very informative moment that we sort of see her as you may recall in the first scene of episode three is her teaching young children's dance classes and Mm -hmm. so I think that something that Betty always really wanted to do was to be a dancer yeah Um, and that plan got all twisted when she had the the first husband and all of this but she starts to have all these like flashbacks to when she was a dancer and how her dance teacher told her she was never good enough and she kind of <laughs> yeah. believed the dance teacher and that sort of left a, a mark an impact um and then what happens Lee? she like yeah she, i think she home. has she has something on the stove she's making an egg or something okay, like yeah. egg. and um of course she falls asleep the water burns off it starts smoking so she like the kids come home or something there's like a ruckus she realizes she gets really upset she like freaks out um, she's calling for Clara. Clara's not there. Yeah. She, in a state of, I don't confusion. know. Confusion. Confusion. Yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah. Uh, she yeah, starts yeah. packing a bag. She grabs the the girl, her daughter. Um, Susan. And Susan, yeah. And gets in the car. Like, she's ready to go. She's like, we're leaving, we're leaving. The two boys are like, what the fuck is happening? Right. Yeah, she's freaking right, out. Right. And, of course, she's, like, on so many drugs and alcohol. Yeah, I mean, so she's like, probably she just not even aware of that. She can't be in a car. She shouldn't be driving. Yeah, definitely shouldn't be driving. Um, at some point, this is obviously like over, I guess, a couple minutes or whatever this is happening. They call Clara. Clara comes up and she's trying to calm her. Um, Betty's like, what'd you do? You told on me. You know, all that stuff. Jerry finally comes home um, and like puts her to bed. But you just really see like her losing it a little bit. Yeah. And you, yeah, yeah. I think this is the first time we see the true impact of her relationship with alcohol and pills and yes. um, how it's like affecting her and her family and, you know. And the way that she, you know, on some level, maybe those substances are bringing to the surface her, like, unhappiness. Yes, yeah, yeah. situation. Yeah. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah. And so that's where we end episode four. So, I mean, I think, like, it... Yeah, I mean, I think that the themes are starting to get a little bit, like, more connected in the way that, especially in this episode, all three of the women have a very specific event that breaks open their curiosity Mm -hmm. and perhaps will be, like, the thing, like, that they... And and I think it is. Like, I think we have, like, the healthcare with Michelle. (laughs) We have... Um, women's rights and women's independence mm-hmm. with Eleanor. And then, of course, we have Betty Ford and um, addiction. Yeah. So we have, like, these three themes that are going to be, like, I think that they'll probably come in and out of the story, but this is, like, a really good way to yeah. be, like, the tip of the iceberg for a lot of that. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to say I watched a few episodes ahead because I guess in real time there's, like, two more after this. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting just to see how they, like, because they're in the White House, I think the next episode, so you see them, like, okay. develop in their own idea of the First Lady, which I think is really important. We get Michelle fighting with Rom again, like, love those oh, scenes, she's classic. That. Yeah. Um, and you start to see the other, the women around them, too. There's a little bit more of, like, Michelle's staff, I think we have more information on, which is good to see. Because, again, she surrounds herself with powerful women like her, so you right. can see a little bit of their story, which I think is interesting how it, like, relates to what Michelle was going through and stuff. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, the show is, like we said before, classic Showtime show. It's, yeah. you know, a Hollywood version of these women's lives, but I think it's uh, it's cool to see how it's coming together. Yeah. We'll keep yeah. going, and we love these ladies, and we love you. And yeah. We, um, Buddy Ford, I love you so much. 
Ugh, she's such, such a star. <laughs> she's such a star. And um, we'll keep talking about this, and hopefully we'll know um, even more of what's going to be included in this, but we do have a live show coming up July 29th. Yes, July 29th, NYC, I forgot the name of the place, Easy Lover? Easy Lover, Easy yeah. Lover in BK um, in Brooklyn. Yeah, it's um, literally on my corner, so yeah. please don't Maybe me. we can turn it into some sort of donation show for like an yeah. abortion fund or an every town for I mean, gun safety, I, something like that. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah. Make it a point because I'm a crazy person, and no, I'm gonna make course, you all register to vote. I'll no, have papers there. No, definitely, <laughs> and also um, we're gonna be making a PowerPoint, so I think it's really important oh to know that God, the visuals that we there discuss, will be visuals. There will be visuals. Because right. I always say I was listening to a past episode of ours, okay. and I always refer to oh I'll post this, I'll post. Oh, I think it was the Dr. Catherine Jellison. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't post a goddamn photo <laughs> because I don't save the photos, and that's the issue. I know it's. it's so hard. I'll get better at it. I'll get better. We're at it. trying but, our um, best, but like we said, this is this is our passion project, at least. And I have a lot going on behind the scenes we can't talk about. Yeah. Um, but know that we, we just take time out of our lives to do this because we love it and we love you guys. Yeah. So thank you and rate, review, subscribe. Yeah, follow us on Instagram. Stay hydrated. It's kind of hot out there. Go to the beach if you can, but like jump in the water. Don't don't pass out on the beach. Um, but enjoy yeah. the sunshine. We're sunscreen. You. Oh my god. So so wise. She's so wise. She's so wise. <laughs> Bye. Bye.